Hey, 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 what's going on, my Resilience Beauty? And welcome to Resilience is My Beauty with yours truly, Tawanta J. Hello, and welcome to our new season, season two, episode one. I am so super excited about what is to come in the near future for this podcast. So come on in, my beautiful sisters. You know what's up. Come on in. Even though this is a new new season and a new episode, nothing has changed as far as our intro. Come on in, girl. <laughs> and just go ahead and take off your shoes, your sneaks, your stilettos, and grab yourself something comfortable, something to drink. <laughs> and come on in the room. Come on in the room, girl. Sit down and just take a breath. Come on, breathe in. Exhale slow. What's up? What's going on, my beautiful, beautiful sisters? How are you doing? I missed you all so much. It is so good to be back. It is so good to be here and be at home where I belong. I love, 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 you know, connecting with you all. I want to know how you guys doing. How have your weekend been? What's been going on with you? I hope that your weekend was amazing and that, you know, whatever you pray to God about, it all came to pass. And even if it didn't, that's okay. You still here, girl. You still here. You still moving. You still striving and surviving. You are making it happen, right? Well, let me tell you, y'all. I just want to say thank you to all of those beautiful sisters who have come and supported and helped and prayed for me and my baby girl, Stephanie. Um, As you all well know, you know, when I was on here last, which was about two weeks ago, um, you know, I was really overwhelmed and I wanted to say overwhelmed, but I was just really emotionally um, down, I guess that's the word for it, because of course my baby girl did not go to uh, Hampton this for this semester, not because she didn't want to or not because, you know, it was just like a last minute, whatever. It was because of the finances, because of the financial aid, period. And we just didn't have the means to support it. And, you know, we went through all what we need to go through as far as the financial aid issue situation, or as far as what we're supposed to do on our end and what my daughter did on her end, which kind of helped a little bit, but not enough. And even with us, you know, we got denied with the financial aid as well. Um, so a lot of things happened pretty much towards that last minute and the deadline had already passed for certain, um, you know, um, forms that had to, had to been, you know, um, completed and everything. But, you know, thanks for those individuals at the school, they were generous enough to have given us still, you know, the paperwork for us to do what we need to do prior to us coming down there. And, you know, it, it didn't work out either way. And we could have still have gone because I know me, I was still stubborn like that. I was like, no, we're going. <laughs> you know, I was still 100% focused on like, we are going to get there because I know God got this, blah, 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 blah. You know, my husband on the other end, he was just like really, he didn't want to take that risk of us driving those 10 plus hours and you know, getting there and finding out that, you know, she can't stay, she can't get her room or she could stay, but she can't get comfortable. She cannot pack anything because she has within, within the next three to four days or whatever, or the end of that week to, you know, pay the, pay the balance. Or even if they gave us a work, um, you know, a monthly payment plan or whatever, um, it probably wouldn't have worked because we are financially in that position where we can't really do anything. Um, 
And so it was really heartbreaking, very heartbreaking for all of us, you know, particularly for my old, for my daughter, because, you know, she had her mind set. She was ready to go. I mean, my baby invested. She saved all her money and she went and purchased the stuff she needed for her, you know, for her dorm, for her room and everything. She already knew her room. She already knew where she was going to be. She already knew her roommate and all those things and stuff. So, you know, she was really 100% ready to go and I was 100% ready to take her there, <laughs> you know, but when that day before, which was the day that we were supposed to leave, it didn't happen. And it was just really heartbreaking. And it took us back for a minute. And um, and I was more worried and more concerned for her than I was for myself, honestly. Even though I was just like kind of perplexed about the whole situa- situation. Um, but yet I still was trusting God. And, and yet I was still you know, believe in God that he's, he got this, he's working this thing out. You know, I wasn't giving up. There was just no way I was giving up because God has been too good, you know? Um, but yeah, I was still more concerned on my daughter because I know this was really, really, uh, frustrating for her and not just with the school itself, but just generally what we've been dealing with here. Um, you know, in our home, with our finances, I mean, not saying we always have been in a financial strain because there have been moments in our lives that we had been, you know, financially, you know, set, you know, God has truly blessed us and all those things and what have you, but there comes that season in our lives. And I think all of us can really put a handsome say, amen, that we have experienced that really challenges us, you know, where we can't be able to do the things that we want to do. And especially if you have been one of those persons that lost a job and all those things. And that just completely like just stops everything altogether. And it's like, like eternity, <laughs> you know, especially for those who haven't been working for quite a while, it just feels like it's just never going to change. And it's always going to be this way and all that. And that's what, you know, she was really, you know, thinking about and just frustrated about and all those things. And I had to be that mom to really, you know, continue to encourage and to uplift and to pray um, with her and all those things and just to remind her of her purpose, remind her that, you know, that, you know, that what God has for you, it is going to be fulfilled uh, in, in according to his will and way. And I know what he has given you. It's not going to be voided. You know, he's given you a powerful mind, a powerful ministry and all those things. So, you know, don't think that that is that, you know, this is the end is not, this is just the beginning of what God is already preparing you for, you know, so, you know, we are moving on as we, as you know, as we should. And, you know, she's doing better, of course. And, you know, thank God she has a new job and all those things like that. And, you know, we got to keep living. You got to keep living, right? You have to keep living whatever circumstances that you are going through right now. And I know some of those, some of those circumstance, uh, circumstances, you probably are aware of, you already know the outcome, but you stand still believing in all those things like I did. You know what, what was ahead of you, you know what was going on, but you still did not allow that to um, dismay you, you know, from your faith and your trust. And even if it didn't happen, you still like, God, I trust you. It hurts, <laughs> you know, it hurts, but I still trust you. I may not understand, I don't, I don't understand why this is happening, but I trust you. You know what I mean? Um, but you still got to keep moving and you still got to keep living and, and just, and stay rest in his presence. That's the key thing. You have to be, you have to rest in his presence, knowing that without a, without a shadow of doubt, you have confidence and trust you rely, you lean on him and you know 
that everything is okay. Everything is well. And he's still taking care of you. He's still providing for you. He's still covering you. By no means, he's not going to let anything, you know, happen to you. Um, even if you are in a financial, uh, you know, situation, yet still God, God still continues to provide. And that's, and that's something you just have to thank God for, man. If you look back over your life, because I know I have many, many times, I'm like, man, only God brought me through when we didn't even have a dime to our name. You know, this is not the first time we've ever been in a financial strain before. So I know what God did for us then. And I know what he did it then. He could do it before now. You know what I mean? Um, so likewise, whatever you are going through, just think back over your life of what God did for you then. And what he did for you then, he could do it again. You know, because he brought you through this far. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He brought you through this far. And like I said, you just, but with that, that gives you hope. That strengthens you, even in that time of weakness. Yet he strengthens you. His grace is sufficient. And man, oh man, I'm telling you, y'all, you know, it, it's, it's, you can't really explain to people who are really grieving and going through some things. You can't really explain to them because they really don't have that relationship with God as they should. But what you could tell them is that you need to start create, you know, building a relationship with him because he definitely wants to, you know, build a relationship with you. That's for sure. You know, but it's up to us to, you know, to, you know, draw to him and he will draw to you. It's just that simple, but it can be complicated for some because we still kind of like doubt you know, and we kind of worry still, and we still trying to figure it out on our own, you know, how we can fix it, and we can't fix it, <laughs> we can't, we can try, but it's still not going to do any good, you know what I mean, um, and so, you know, God is, is amazing, and I, like I said, I just want to thank all those beautiful people who have come in our life, and have truly ministered to us, and blessed us, and encouraged us, and inspired us, you know, and helped us as, as well, my baby girl had decided to do a GoFundMe page on her Facebook and, you know, ever since then, we have been reposting and reposting, um, you know, just to remind people to share and to pass it along and definitely donate and contribute. And there are some that has on her end as well as on my end. And if any of you are, are on Facebook on a daily basis or what have you, definitely go ahead and be a support to her. Her name is Stephanie Jones. That is her Facebook page. And you could go ahead and click on her GoFundMe page and you could go ahead and just be a blessing from there. And as well, you can just share that and share that of, um, and pass it on to your uh, friends on Facebook as well. Because, you know, she is determined. You know, she's a, a person that wants to go to school. She wants to go to college. She wants to learn. She wants to explore. She wants to do the things that God has given her the vision to do. You know, not too many kids want to go to college. You know what I'm saying? Not too many kids want to do anything <laughs> nowadays. You know what I'm saying? They just want to stay up in the house and just be lazy for, for the most part, you know. But she is one of those uh, fortunate ones that just want to want to learn. And she wants to do something with her life, you know. Um, and that that is that's amazing, right? That is am amazing. So today I wanted to talk to you guys because it's, like I said before, this is season two. We are in a brand new season, y'all. Because guess what? Fall is pretty much like literally like down the corner from where you are. It's like right around the corner. <laughs> within two weeks from now, am I right? Yeah, within two weeks from now, first of all, that'd be my birthday. It's going to be fall, the 23rd. Hello. I know there's been some debate. Fall starts on the 22nd, and the 22nd is fall. Uh-uh. It's the 23rd, my birthday. Hello. You can debate all you want, but I already had made that official. It is official. The 23rd, my birthday, is the first day of fall. That's it. We don't have to debate. We don't have to talk about it anymore. I just said what I said now. <laughs> 
Some of you have, some of you might have birthdays on the 22nd and you thinking that's the first day of fall. Well, you know what? I beg to differ. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, man, it is soon fall. Oh my goodness. And we are on the fourth quarter of this year. Can you believe guys? 2019 is almost over. Wow. Time has gone so fast. And I know for most of y'all, your mind probably still in January 1st, 2019. If not, some of you probably thinking about May. Some of you probably living in June right now because you're still on vacation. You're still loving summer and you ain't thinking about no fall right now. You ain't thinking about nothing as far as sweaters and changes of leaves and the temperature dropping down to 40 degrees. you like, uh-uh, keep it away, keep it away. I don't want to have anything to do with that right now. I'm going to enjoy my summertime, you know? Um, but I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, there's a lot of people who love their summer season and, you know, they can indulge and just be in the sun all day long and all that good stuff. And I get that. But, you know, time doesn't stop for us. You know, it keeps going and season change and we have to be be prepared for that as well. So I know a lot of you out there have been planning or have been, you know, pursuing on, you know, your goals and your dreams and visions of what you want to do since the beginning of this new, since the beginning of 2019. And some of you have went on ahead and made it happen. Some of you have just started January 1st. You said, I'm going to go ahead and make my dreams come true. I'm going to go ahead and start writing this book. I'm going to go ahead and start my own business. I'm going to go ahead and start this um, this ministry program. I'm going to go ahead and start this new journey. I don't know, but you said you're going to do it and you have been doing it. And ever since then, God has just been blessing you and he's been blessing you with a good team of people. He's been blessing you with, you know, new opportunities that you didn't even think was going to happen for you. You just kept it going, mama. You kept it moving. And now here we are in the fourth quarter. You know, you probably have been slowing down a little bit. There has been some challenges coming your way, um, especially some things that you just was not expecting to happen. Um, and even this, like I said, some current situations that you probably were aware of, but yet you still kept hope and you still believe that things were just going to happen on, you know, um, you know, because of your faith and, and confidence and all that stuff. But then of course it didn't happen. And, you know, sometimes it kind of just puts us in a standstill. It could, it puts us in a position sometimes, you know, it just like knocks us down a little bit. And sometimes you just have to take a little minute just to breathe and just to try to, get your thoughts together, you know, it's just like when somebody knocks you out, if you, if you are a boxing fan or you play or you watch football, because football is here, y'all, how many of you are football fans like me or what have you, and you know, when that opponent, opponent comes and he hits you, you know, and he knocks you hard down on the ground on that turf, you know, it takes that player a minute just to get himself together, you know, he, the wind is knocked out of him and what have you, right, and sometimes it may be a little bit more than what, you know, than normal, and, you know, the officials, and then the the doctors, or whoever to come off the field, come on the field to just check on that player to make sure that he's okay, that he's coherent, and stuff like that, and that's how it is with us in life, sometimes situations will, you know, knock us to our feet, you know, knock us down a little bit and it just kind of trip us up. And we like get a little bit despondent here because it's like, what? Like you, you knew the play, you knew what was to expect. You knew what was, you know, what was the plan and all those things, but you didn't expect this, this person out of nowhere to come and just whoo, knock you down. You know what I'm saying? You just wasn't expecting that, even though you knew the whole plan of the game 
you know, and all of those things. But you just thought you had it all together. You thought everything was straight. And that's just how life is. That's how life does to us sometimes. You know, you know the plan. You know what your agenda is. You know what your goals are. You know what you're hoping for and all those things. And you are ready for that. But you was not expecting that unexpected blow. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much how it was with me and my baby girl. You know, that unexpected blow took us for a minute. And it kept us, like, <laughs> isolated in our in our own world for a little bit. For a good couple of days or so. You know what I mean? But I had to get out of that real quick because I know exactly how it takes you. It puts you down in a position where you don't want to be. It puts you in a dark place that you do not want to be. And that's depression and all those things. And I know what depression is and I know what it can do to you. And likewise, I had to also, like I said, I had to be that mom. I had to be that motivator and that encourager to my daughter because I didn't want her to fall into that in that position of depression and, you know, start, you know, doubting herself and her purpose and, you know, really start building, you know, a lot of resentment and anger and all those things. You know, I didn't want that for her. And I had to really minister to her to let her know that whatever issues that you might be experiencing or whatever resentment or, or unforgiveness that you may have, you're going to have to ask God to forgive you and ask God to deliver you and heal you from that from the pain and all those things as well because that blocks your blessings that blocks opportunities for you that blocks the assignment that God's had that God has for you right um and so if you don't want to stay in this rut if you don't want to continue to be where you are then you have to let go and allow God to heal you as well as heal those individuals that has hurted you you know whether it's your dad whether it's me whether it's your sister whether whoever it is we have to learn to to forgive them you know because everybody's going through something everybody's dealing with something everybody's you know trying to figure it out themselves and you know at the same time they don't realize how much they causing so much hurt on other people you know because they're so blinded by their own um you know their own securities their own pain and all that good stuff you know and so I had to be that one to like really help her um even help her myself because everything that she was expressing I was feeling the same thing too long before not just like right now but even long before so I couldn't really like get all irate and get all, you know, stupid and arrogant and say, how dare you? No, no, no. Because I sympathize with her. I totally agree with her. I understood where she was coming from because I was there too. But I know what, I know what unforgiveness can do. I know what bitterness can do. I know what, uh, what resentment can do. And it can really blind you. It could really, you know, you, like I told her, you are just open up that bottle of poison and you drinking it versus you wanting that person to, you know, drink it. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the one that's causing the pain and you are, you are just drinking it up and you dying first, you know, and that's not good. That's not good at all. So I wanted to just to basically talk to you ladies, for those of you who are pretty much at that standpoint in your life, this is the fourth quarter of the year, 2019. And some of you are probably in a standstill right now where you probably had that unexpected blow. And right now you just feel as though like, wow, I don't know what else to do. I don't know. I don't know if I want to continue with this fight. I don't know if I want to continue, you know, um, you know, to pursue any further because every time I try something happens and all those things. But let me tell you something. Every time you're ready to do something different, every time you're ready to do something you know um you know you're ready to make a move and make a ready to make a challenge guess what you be prepared for the unexpected blows be prepared for it be ready for you know that blind spot you know be ready for that person that coming behind you that's the enemy baby 
that's the enemy. No, no doubt about it. Cause every time when you ready to make a change in your life or you ready to take a, take an advancement, you know, whatever in your career or whatever in your ministry, guess what? The devil's ready to come up and say, okay, well, I'm going to block that. I'm going to go ahead and get all my buddies, all the demons, all his, his fellow companions, and they're going to come up and start tempting you and start causing all kind of havoc and craziness in your life. So you should already be prepared for that. So I'm calling this, it's your time. It's your time. It's your time, ladies. It is your time. Just because you got knocked down or whatever, that doesn't mean that you cave in and quit. You have come too far. You have come too far to let this situation or let this setback or to let anybody to tell you that you can't achieve, that you cannot win, that you cannot conquer, that you cannot make it. Yes, you can. With God in you, who could be against you, right? You have more, you have more than enough. You have more than enough to be a winner. You are a winner. You are victorious. Okay, and remember, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's anyway. So you need to rest in his presence. You need to know that he got you, baby. He got you, right? So yeah, it's your time. What I mean by it's your time, it's your time to move. It's your time to get up out that bed. It's your time to get off of your backside, Shugs. It's time for you to just go ahead and get out. Go ahead and wash your tail. Go ahead and get your makeup on. Go ahead and put on your cute little outfit. It's time for you to look yourself in the mirror and start declaring and decreeing some things about yourself. You know, even if you have to say, you know what, I'm good. I'm well. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? If you have to start us saying that, that's fine. But just start speaking something to yourself in a positive way, right? That would give you that energy, that would give you that boost to keep going and not dare fall back into that darkness, into that darkness of despair and anger and frustration and, you know, and misery. No, don't do that to yourself, sugar. You have come too far. There's so many people that are counting on you. People, not just people that you know, but people that already, that is already out there that God has already assigned for your life. You know what I'm saying? God has already had, he already has people waiting for your ministry. Are you, you, you know what I'm saying? Cause he already has planned your life out. God has already planned your life out, mama. So that tells me that there's a multitude of people that are waiting to be delivered by what God has put in you. There's so many people out there that are waiting to be blessed by your ministry. There's so many sisters out there that are waiting to be inspired, to be encouraged, to be emo- to be motivated, to be uplifted right? They're waiting on you. Yeah, I know there's other people out there and God has them taken care of, but it's about you, baby, because God puts something in you that is so different from everybody else, right? And the enemy doesn't want you to have it. The enemy doesn't want you to see it. The enemy doesn't want you to touch it. The enemy doesn't want you to feel it. He wants you to feel pain. He wants you to feel despair. He wants you to look at all of the drama. He wants you to look at all of the hurt. He wants you to look at all the despair. He wants you to look at how people just, you know, just lied to you and betrayed you. He wants you to be, he wants you to feed off that garbage. Ain't no different how we just keep on eating fat and foods. We go to fast food restaurants, you know, and eating all the food all the time and we gaining weight and yet we want to, but yet we want to, we want to wear a size 10. (laughs) We want to wear a size 10, right? But yet we still gorging up eating the fried chicken, eating the big McDonald's, eating the French fries, eating the shakes, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And we can't do that to ourselves. We have to decide whom this day we're going to serve, honey. And that's real talk right there. I'm going to keep it real with you, boo, because you know, we have been spoon fed with so much sugary garbage that we still dying. We're dying. We are dying spiritually. We are in a diabetic spiritual coma. It's just that simple. We're in a diabetic spiritual coma. 
And if we don't get delivered from that, man, we are dead. For real, for real. We are dead. We're not listening to God. We're not, we're not even, we can't even hear him right now, right? Because we are just so, we are so, um, you know, flooded with so much of the drama that we have been dealing with, right? But you need to get up. You need to move. You need to just say, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something with myself. Even if you have to just go and walk, walk around your neighborhood, walk around your block. You know, walk to the park or something. While it's still, while it's still comfortable. <laughs> you know, even people still walk in the park and even it's nice crispy fall weather. People still do that. But you know, just go and take a walk. Do something. You know, it doesn't have to be anything huge or massive or big, but you just need to get up and move. It's your time to move. It's your time, baby. Do you know the power within you? Do you know that there's life in you? Do you know that there is this special warrior, this special resilient sister, this powerhouse that's in you? Girl, that's what's keeping you alive. That's what's keeping you moving for real, for real. That That's that Shira in you. Some of you probably already know your, your alter ego. I just come to realize my alter ego recently. God had put it in my spirit, and I and because I, I always been saying to God, I said, God, show me me through your eyes. Show me me through your eyes. And let me tell you something, man. I noticed that I am a warrior. I noticed that I don't have no time for no foolishness. I will speak my truth to y'all, and don't care who who is watching. I ain't got time to be timid. I ain't got time to be scared. I ain't got time to be shy. I ain't got time for that. Because if I see you doing wrong, I'm going to let you know. If I see you doing right, I'm going to back you up. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for all that. You know what I mean? I am a warrior. I am a soldier. God had created me to be as such. And the devil can't hang with that. He can't handle that. So he's trying every trick of the trade to distract me and discourage me from for pursuing what God has for me to do, because I already answered the call that God had had put in my in my spirit some time ago, and I said, "Okay, God," because first of all, I didn't say yes right away. I have to be honest with you. I was like, "Yo, hold up, wait a minute." Like, okay, God, now you know I don't. Woo, that's a little deep right there. I, woo, I need a little confirmation on it. You know what I'm saying? I need a little confirmation, and guess what? confirmation after confirmation after confirmation and all three of those individuals didn't even know what God had put in my spirit until I told them after the fact and then after that I knew what was up I said okay God let's make it happen and I'm down with it I'm down with it and ever since then man oh man a shepherd let me tell you something that little weasel of a devil he keep on trying he is trying yo but I keep on fighting too. You know what? At church this past Sunday, my pastor was, ooh, he preached, he preached, he preached, okay? And he was just saying that we got to be more aggressive in the spirit and not be so timid in the spirit. Because guess what? The devil ain't timid with us. He ain't timid with us. He come with full force, causing all kinds of hell in your life. Come through with it. Think about it. You already going through some stuff right now and you seem like you can't shake it off. You know what? You can shake it off because God has given you the authority to, to bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. He's given you the power. But we as Christians, we are so weak and we are so, we are so ignorant because we have not been putting, we have not invested our time and energy in his word. He told Joshua, make sure you meditate day and night on my word. Do not, do not dismiss that. 
You gotta make that your daily life. That's your that's your eating force, man. That's that's your that's your fuel, and that's so real. Because when the enemy comes, he ain't gonna be timid. When he comes in your thoughts, he ain't gonna be timid with that. So you need to open up your mouth, not just think the thought, not just think of the word. You know that God had that you had you know read this morning or whatever. You gotta open up your mouth and you gotta speak it out. You gotta speak it out. You gotta let the devil know. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna take control of me because you don't got that power no more. Hey, let me remind you. You remember back in the day when Jesus came to your turf, the turf that He created, that He made for you. Come on through. And what did He do? He took the keys, honey. He took the keys. He took. You don't have no power over me, so you need to back off. You know what I'm saying? You got to get rough with it. You got to get street with it. You know some of y'all sisters from the hood. Come on with it. You don't. Come on with it. You know don't act all cute and bougie now. And life is going crazy in your life. And you being all, oh, well, you know, it's all right. Girl, I'm going through. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Because you allow it to happen because you ain't, you don't know who you are in God. That's why I keep saying, I always say, God, show me me through your eyes. And let me tell you something. He's showing me. He's showing me that I am a warrior, that I'm strong, that I'm tough. Man, oh, man. Because that inner me, that, that fireball in me. Girl, let me tell you, it's coming out more and more and more as I'm going through this journey of change, right? Because I said yes to his will. I said, yes, God, I will do what you have already put in my spirit to do. And I know it ain't going to be easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but you know what? I'm resting in his presence because he knows what I'm going to go through. But he got me covered, yo. He got me covered. I ain't got to worry about a thing. Oh, yeah, the devil going to try. He going to try. That's the key word. He's going to try, but he cannot pursue it. He cannot make it. It's not going to happen. Now, as you give him that, you give that opportunity to make things happen, but it ain't going to happen because you have to open up your mouth and say, no, devil, not today. (laughs) Not today. Angel of the Lord, I want you to come now and I want you to go ahead and take care of the devil right now in Jesus name, because no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. That's real talk. Now, y'all may go ahead and say, oh, she too churchy, churchy. Well, you know what? Mm. You're going to call on Jesus soon enough when, God forbid, something traumatic happens in your life or something traumatic happens in this world or what have you. And then you'll be like, oh, Lord, I need to go to church. I need to pray. I need to do all of that. Why you got to pray now? Because something happened. You should be praying all day. Pray without ceasing. Now, I don't mean like you just go ahead and just pray, 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 you know, like in, you know, like you praying on the floor or whatever. No, you pray in your heart, too, while you at work. You know, if you take a, if you want a busy job or whatever, you can still pray while you, you know, why you, you know, typing or why you sit in a conference meeting or whatever the case may be. But you know, when that, when you have that time, make the time to pray to God, make that time to talk to him, allow him to talk to you. You know, sometimes we just need that quiet time for him just to, just to speak to us, you know, and that's what we need to do. So it's your time to move, beloved. It's your time to get up out that bed. It's your time to get off that couch. It's your time to get out that house. It's your time to just go ahead and say, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead for a walk today. Or I'm just going to go ahead and get my nails done. I'm just going to go ahead and get my hair done. I'm just going to go to Barnes and Nobles and just go ahead and sit down at Starbucks and just get, grab a book and just drink my coffee or my latte or my strawberry side or whatever. I'm just going to go ahead and just enjoy myself. Do that. Do it. It's your time. 
because that's the time where you, you know, you have to really start reevaluating your life. You go ahead and allow the spirit to speak to you and you can jot down some things while you are away from everybody. See, when it's it's your time, it's time for you to move. You need to move away from people sometimes. Sometimes you just got to get out that house. Sometimes you just got to leave your family for a minute, you know, and so you can have that quiet time alone with God and with you for real, for real. And then when you do that, you can start listening to your spirit. You can start, you know, remembering certain things because God will put in your remembrance of the of times that took place in your life when God intervened. You, you had gone through something or your mom went through something or your dad went through something and y'all didn't know how in the world y'all was going to survive. You don't know how in the world that you was going to make it. You didn't know how you was going to, how you was going to get through it, man. But then God reveals to you, he showed you like, do you remember that, 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 that next day? Do you remember 24 hours later? Do you remember two days later that things changed for you? You didn't know that that job called, you didn't know they had your information. You didn't know nothing. I, I'm telling you, what I remember, what one thing that does come to my mind every time when I'm going through something, man, God reveals to me, he shows me the time when, you know, when I had lost my apartment and I lost everything in that apartment, man. And it was not, and I didn't know I lost everything. I, at the time when I was still in grad school, I went home to Jersey to spend time with my mom because, you know, I had already lost my job. I was already broke and I was dating someone at the time and man. Man, I tell you, I, I was I was already in the process of considering just go ahead and just, you know, um, turn my lease over and stuff like that because I just couldn't have, I couldn't afford it. So I was like maybe about a couple of months behind my, my rent and all those things. So I said, let me just go home. I just need to just refresh myself or whatever. But I told my boyfriend, my then boyfriend at the time, to go ahead and keep an eye on my apartment and to start getting stuff out for me. Now, when he did that, he called me and told me that he couldn't get in the apartment. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. Because he did get my television, but he forgot to get the remote control or something or whatever. And so I called the, the management office and I asked him, I said, well, my boyfriend was over there at my apartment and he couldn't get in the apartment. What, what is going on? And they said, well, we changed the locks. I said, why did you change the locks? I'm just home for the weekend. I'm going to be back anyway. And they said, well, we had changed the locks. Um... And um, we are giving that apartment to someone else, basically. And I said, like, how are you giving that apartment to someone else? I'm still living here. And basically, they said, well, you haven't paid your rent. So, you know, um, we, you know, so we had to change, we had to do what we had to do. I said, so where's my things? And they said, well, your things is out in the, you know, out in the street. Out in the what? Out where? Hmm? My stuff is where? They had threw all of my belongings. And I really didn't have a whole lot, but what I had was enough for me. But they threw everything out on the curb. Yes, they did. Everything, everything that I owned, they put out on the curb, including my passport, y'all. My passport. Okay. And I know that's just, that's just a thing, but still, all of what I had, they threw it out there. And boy, oh boy, when I tell you, when that, that blew me away. I was devastated. You talking about getting hit? Just like a football player gets hit unexpectedly by one of his opponents? Oh my gosh. And knock you out cold? That literally knocked me out. I'm telling you, I didn't know what in the world just happened. I was just so devastated. I told my mom. My mom was devastated. She couldn't believe it. But my mom, she went on ahead and she said, okay, we're going to have a talk, Jesus. My mama took that chair out of her living room, baby, and sat down and placed that and faced, and, and faced the chair in front of the window. 
And she sat down. And my mom did not get out that chair. I was in my room crying and boo-hooing until I fell asleep. That next day, in the middle of the night, I woke up still crying. And I opened up the Bible and I was reading. I don't even remember what I read because that was like over 20-something years ago. And then, you know, I was just really like in like totally like... I don't even know what I said that night when I was sitting down on the floor because I was on the floor reading the Bible and the sun, I'm not the sun, the moonlight was hitting me and everything like that. And I I don't know. I don't know what I was saying, but I know I was probably saying to God, I trust you or whatever the case may be. And then that next day, um, I got a call. I got a call from Residence Life and I got a call from my, from at that time, my um, then coworker, her name was Janice. And she called to let me know that she saw my name on the list to to um, be interested of uh, being a resident or resident assistant director. And that kind of blew my mind because I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and I didn't know what she was talking about. And man, oh man, you know, she's like, yeah, your name is on the list of being assistant resident director. I was like, uh, What? And honestly, I should have known what that meant because when I was at my uh, at my alma mater, Bethune Cookman, after I graduated, I stayed on that campus. I stayed. I graduated in summer '92, but I stayed on the campus. Worked as uh, secretary at admissions office, and then at night, I worked as assistant RD in one of the dorms, and I lived in that dorm. So I was, in a sense, kind of like assistant RD as well, but it wasn't really titled that way as much. You know, I was just blessed and I had favor in my life, you know, that, you know, um, that the, uh, resident director there had, you know, said, sure, you know, we could have you stay here, blah, blah, blah. Cause I really had no place else to go, you know? And so God worked that out for me. So it, I should have known what she was saying, but that didn't register in my brain. <laughs> but then later on, you know, after a while we got the conversating and stuff, I was like, Oh, Okay. I was still kind of shake, scratching my head and everything. And so she just went on to say that, well, listen, we want to, you know, want you to come because we want to interview you for the position of assistant RD. I was like, really? I'm like, are you, you sure? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm, I'm home in Jersey. Well, of course she knew because she called me. But, you know, I was just like so like, like totally lost here because I didn't know what in the world was going on. Anyway, long story short, got there because I, first of all, I didn't have no money. I didn't have nothing because remember, or what pretty much 80% of what I had was already gone from my apartment because they took everything out. They dropped it on this curb of the street, all that stuff. So what I had in my mom's house is what I had. And so honestly, I didn't really have the finances or the means to get myself uh, a ticket because my mom didn't take no plane. You know, we took the Greyhound bus, but you know, Janice said, no problem, no worries. We go ahead and pay for the ticket, this, that, whatever. Got there to Baltimore. She met me at Baltimore. We went out to eat. She paid for my food there. We got to the campus. I stayed in Blount Towers. When we got to Blount Towers, I stayed in one of the um uh, um uh one of the rooms um that was for a grad student. But I had my own space and my own bathroom. Stayed there. The next day was the interview. Went on ahead, had the interview with all of the resident directors, and then towards the end, I had a meet, had a uh, meeting or interview with uh, with the assistant um, director there, which um, was um, I can't even think of her name right now. But I had assist had a meeting with her, and um, then I went on had lunch, had my own lunch break or whatever I think it was, and then I came back, and then I met the the you know the dean. 
of Resonance Life and Mr. Peters. And we, I got in the office. Well, actually, I was already in the office, but he wasn't there. Then he came in, shook my hand, asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm doing good, doing good. And then, you know, he looked at all, I guess, all of the comments from the, you know, from the other directors or whatever. And then he said, you know what? He said, what? I said, yes. He said, you already got the job. He said, no, no. He said, he said, don't tell nobody, but you got the job. And I'm sitting there across with him looking like, what? <laughs> Say what then now? He said, yeah, you got the job. I don't need to really ask you any questions. He said, because everybody loved you. Everybody's like, wow, I want her. You know, she's great. She'd be great, blah, 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 whatever, you know. I was like, what? So, when, you know, I was totally in shock. Called my mama. My mama shouting, thank you, Jesus, having her church service in her own apartment. And then, you know, got home, everything. Then, long story short, of course, got there. Now, remind you, when I had my apartment back in Baltimore, remember, I lost my job. I was I didn't have no money. I was two months behind my rent. Um, went home to spend time with my mom. Lost everything I had in that apartment. The only thing that was that I had was my television, and that's it. And I didn't I didn't have money to pay bills. I didn't have money to pay no no light bill, no water bill, no gas bill, nothing. I was completely out. Now when I got the job. I moved into Blount Towers, stayed in the same room that I stayed for that interview. The same room, y'all. The room was just a one big space. My bedroom had a, had a bed, had a table, the desk, all that stuff. Had my own bathroom, y'all. My own bathroom. I did not have to share the, the, the hallway with any of the students, you know, that was living in that quad. I didn't have to share that, the bathroom space or anything. And I didn't have to pay a rent. I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have to pay light bill. I didn't have to pay mortgage. I didn't have to do none of that stuff, y'all. None of that stuff whatsoever, okay? And then I stayed there for a whole year working as assistant RD. Then when the new year came, before prior to the new year came, then I got promoted. My uh, my boss, uh, uh, Miss Wiggins, she promoted me to full-time director. By that time, my uh, my my uh, colleague Janice, the one who had called me, she was, uh, you know, managing Blount Towers and another dorm at the same time. Well, eventually, she decided to to leave. She didn't continue for, forward into her in um into doing uh, being a director. She moved on, and so Miss Wiggins had promoted me to full time director. Now I had thought that I was going to be living, staying in Blount because I already had built a relationship with the students and all that good stuff and everything. But come to find out that she was going to place me in the other dorm that Janice was living in and was managing. Now, that dorm was like Solomon Gamara because I'm telling you, them, them kids were what? Wild. Wild. Completely wild. But I had to just deal with it. I wasn't happy with it. But here's the thing, though. Now, I did not live in the in the suite that where the office is because if you are familiar with the dorm in Morgan State, it's called Thurgood Marshalls, but they call it Argon for short. It's you know it's three um, it's three apartments. They call it um, A A building, B building, C building, and then you have the D building, which is a one was was a one story flat, 
And that's where the administrators live, like the, the maintenance fam maintenance and his family live on one side and you have grad students living on the side and the other side is where the office is, but that is an that's another facility. Now, here's the screw up. At that time, you know, Mr. Peters had uh gotten uh I guess a close friend of the family gotten this person a job and he had already had promised her the position of you know being an rd at the dorm that i was living at the time which was blount towers and so that's how come i couldn't stay uh no 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 i i couldn't well yeah i couldn't be a dorm uh director there at that building because he had already given her that position um but the room the housing there for the rd was already utilized by another faculty member or administrative member and his family so the living the living situation was a little bit kind of off and basically i did not live where i was supposed to stay but i did but i did stay on the other side of that suite that i was originally supposed to live but which mr peters had given that person i know it sounds confusing <laughs> that spot and i was a little perturbed by that because i was like well i should be staying there and she should be where i'm staying but you know i dealt with it for that whole year but here's the thing, y'all. I still was living in a space. I upgrade. God upgraded me, okay? Because I ain't do this. God did all of this, mind you. I lived in an apartment off campus where I could not afford to live anymore, and I lost everything I had. And then God upgraded me from a one bedroom and one bath to a four bedroom, but with two baths. A living room, a dining room, and a full kitchen. Come through, y'all. Okay, now listen. Listen. And I, 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 God is just putting this in my spirit for just to share this with y'all. Because I haven't even gotten to the other two yet of, of, of It's Your Time. But all I'm saying is this, that God will do it for you if you just move. If you just have faith. If you just trust him. And so... Here it is. I stayed there in the other side of the building, which I said, which is the faculty building or whatever. And that side of the building that I was staying, I was staying with two other grad students. One of them came, both of them were beautiful friends of mine, but one of them became, you know, um, one of my um, bride's, bridemaid sisters in my wedding over eight, almost 18 years ago. And so we each had our own room. We shared the entire suite, but we had our own room. I had my own privacy, all of that, right? So we were blessed. I was blessed to be amongst beautiful sisters, very nice young ladies, all of that, you know. But then come the next year, come the next year, I was able to move into the suite where the office resides because there's four rooms to that one suite. And that fourth suite is where the main office is. So I finally moved in. Um, the young lady moved out and she moved into Blount Towers, into the house, into the residence that, you know, one of the administrators family once lived and they had moved out. So everybody was in, his, in their place. So I finally moved into my suite where I had four rooms, a full kitchen. A living room, a dining room, two baths, one bath, or half, one bath and a half, I would say. The the main bathroom had two sinks, if I remember correctly. Think two sinks, two showers, and a toilet. And the other bath was a half bath, which was just just a sink and the toilet. 
all of that. Mind you, I ain't had to pay rent. I ain't had to pay gas bill. I ain't had to pay electrical bill. I ain't had to pay water bill. I ain't had to pay anything except for my own personal food or whatever. That's it. I'm telling you, y'all, God can do this. God can do what, um, if you just get up and move <laughs> and do not get, and don't allow those situations or that blow in your life to, con- to condemn you or just paralyze you. You don't know what God has for you on the other side. You just don't know. That's why I said, whatever it is, whatever is going on, you just don't sit there. You move, you get up. No matter what. I got up. I prayed that night. I read the Bible. I was still crying. I was still in pain. I was still devastated. Yes. But I didn't know how God was going to work it. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I really didn't. Because really, I was already in the conclusion of saying, well, I might as well just go ahead and just drop out of or Morgan State and not even worry about getting my master's degree. Because there was just no way I could afford to live on campus. There was just no way or live off campus for that matter. And then here I get a call, you know, here I get a call from residence life and I did not sign my name for anything. Y'all let me tell you something. I did not sign my name. God put my name in front of Janice in front of all those people at residence life that day. He did that. I cannot dare say I did anything because I didn't. I lived off. Campus. When I got to Morgan for that first year, I was living off campus. Before I even moved into my own apartment, I was living in one of one of those row houses that was that was owned by you know by then my uh, choir director, bless his soul, Dr. Nathan Carter, because he had purchased some some row houses for his students, for his choir students, and then other students as well. So that's where I started off living. So that's why I can't, tri- I, I, even to this day, I don't even know how God did that, but he did it. And that's all I'm saying. God will do it for you. So yeah, you need to move. Even if it's just getting out of that room, even if it's just getting out of that bed, even if it's just walking out for a little bit, have that time alone with him, have that time to talk to God. Yeah. You may still shed some tears. Yeah. You still may feel a little bit, you know, uneasy, but you still keep on focusing and trusting on him. The next thing you need to do, beloved, when I mean it's your time, it's time to activate. It's time to activate. Activate on your faith. Activate on your on, on those goals that you put down. When you start moving and you start having that quiet time, you will start, you know, you know, thinking about what you want to do. You start reevaluating some things. Because there's some things you may have to change. There's some things that probably didn't work out before in the previous quarters of this year, 2019. And sometimes it just may require you to make some change. And I know for some of you, you don't like to change, but sometimes it is necessary to do so because when you start making these changes, that's when it starts preparing you for the next assignment, right? Because you can't carry old into something new. It's just not going to work, right? And sometimes we could be a little stubborn. We don't want to let go of something that's really comfortable to us. We don't want to let go of something that makes us feel good. And we have to sometimes because what that is or whoever that is, they cannot handle the 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 the, the, the explosion or what God has for your life. They can't, they won't be able to handle the heat, baby. So they, they got to get out. You know, they just, you, somebody just have to put them to the side and say, listen, I'm going to have to take this, take this journey on my own now. 
You know, I appreciate you, but I, I you know, right now, because you are a distraction. You see what I'm saying? That, that that person is a distraction or that thing is a distraction. And you're going to have to put that person on that thing to the side. You're going to put it to the curb, baby. Because you got to be 100% activated now. You got to move. You got to make some things happen. You got to plant that seed now. You got to go ahead and start, you know, cultivating on that thing. Right? So you can start seeing some progress. You can start seeing some growth. Right? If you want, if you want your dreams to come true, if you want things to happen in your life, man, oh man, you got to activate on that thing. God is, you know what? We can't depend on God to do, you know, I won't say we can't depend because we're supposed to depend on him, but we're not supposed to expect him to do everything. Because a lot of us do that. We're like, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord to just do it for me. No, he waiting on you. He's waiting on you to move. He's waiting on you to take that first leap of faith. You keep saying, oh, I got faith in the Lord. Okay, you got faith and activate on that faith. Come on, mama, you got to move. You got you to gotta activate. You got to go ahead and, and, and market yourself. You got to promote yourself. You got to do the things that you are able to do. God has given you the ability. He's given you the strength. He's given you the mindset. He's given you the tools. So go ahead and activate on it. Those are your seeds. Go ahead and make it happen. If not, then you're going to stay where you are. And then you're going to go ahead and blame God. And then you're going to get mad at everybody. And you're going to be like, well, see, I don't understand why this ain't happening for me. Well, it could have happened if you activated, honey. If you moved out your boom, boom, get out of your way, move. But you didn't do that. So you can't get mad at anybody but yourself. But guess what? Get over yourself and start all over again. Because that's how wonderful God is. That's how his grace is. He is so amazing, man. Even though we may mess up so many, many times, because I know I have, right? <laughs> I know I have. God is still, he's still patient with us. Because he knows that we're going to get it. He knows we're going to get it right. And this time when we get it right, we're going to have him in charge of it this time. Instead of us trying to figure it out and we be in charge again. <laughs> Right, I'm telling. We just gonna have to. We have. We have to join. We have to switch seats. We gotta switch seats. You know how we are. We at church. We don't want nobody sitting in our spot. Cause every time somebody sitting in our spot, we feel uncomfortable. It ain't because we wearing them high heels, honey. We just get a little irritated cause somebody sitting in our spot. And you look at them like they got three heads and two and five eyeballs or something. I'm like, is your name on this seat? <laughs> You know, you just have to let go. You got to let go, you know? And and I, I know for some of us, it's hard to let go. But once you do that, then you can have more clarity on things, right? You you can start releasing all of that anxiety, all that worries and cares, because now you finally realize that God got you, man. He got you no matter what. He's going to take care of you. By no means, he's not going to let anything happen to you. He's not going to let anything harm you because he got you covered. He has already assigned the angels that has full authority. They're going to make sure that nothing's going to happen to you. They lift you up if you dash your foot against a stone. They got you, boo. Come on, man. He loves you so much. He ain't going to let anything happen to you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to activate on that. He's waiting on us to move. He's waiting on us to move. So you know what, ladies? Don't continue to sit there and wait. Like, I'm going to wait on the Lord and see what the end going to be. Well, you sit there all you want to. You're going to turn to a skeleton because I'm telling you right now, boo-boo, ain't nothing going to happen until you do something. Everybody's going to be passing you by. 
And you still waiting on Lord to see what the hell gonna be. Baby, you gotta move. You gotta move. And I know it's scary. I know. I know it's scary. Because you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should. Trust in God. He will give you the directions. And he will not. He will not lead you to fail. He will not lead you to fail. And you know what? Like, God, I need, I need your guidance. I need your direction. I don't like to be confused. I don't want to continue to be confused. So, God, just clarify some things in my spirit, oh, Lord. Help me in my mind, you know? And God will renew your thinking. He will help you daily, right? Trust me, he will do it. And then you start seeing certain things. Once you activate on that, then you move on that. And then next thing you know, you're going to start moving on the next thing. And the next thing you know, you move on the next thing. And next thing you know, God is already moving. He already had opened up an, oppor- an opportunity for you. He opened up an opportunity for you, right? So ladies, you have to activate. Okay, it's time for you to activate. It's time for you to put those seeds out there. It's time for you to start market yourself and promote yourself. Whatever that you have been working on for the past, what, eight months, nine months now, you know, it's time for you to go ahead and pursue. It's time for you to go to push and move forward. It's time for you to do that. Don't expect other people to do it for you. You may have a team of people already and they have been a blessing you know, in your life to get this dream flowing and going and all of that. But now it's time to make a, a new shift. It's time to start a new a new thing. And all those people that started out with you, they can't go with you. They can't give you what you're looking for, you know. And sometimes we blame them. Sometimes we're like, well, why do I have you? You guys not helping me. Well, maybe they're not supposed to help you. Maybe God has already has given you uh, another direction or giving you another resource of people that can help you because they only can help you from the time you started your business in January 2019 up until August 31st. And now that that part is over, now it's time to upgrade. It's time for a new season. It's time for a new change. And that change requires new resources. That change requires new discipline. That change requires, you know, um, uh, more consistency or what have you. It, it requires a whole new element of change, right? And that's why you probably feel stuck. That's why you probably feel irritated, you know, and you're just like, oh, what the heck? I don't see what's the point of me continue. Every time I get this far, something happens. Well, now you know what's up. Now you know what's up. Instead of getting irritated at your team or getting irritated at your husband or getting irritated at your children or whoever, you need to start and say, Lord, I need guidance. I need your direction. Lord, forgive me for going ahead of you. Forgive me for allowing my emotions to govern over me and have me to start saying some things that I shouldn't have said or acted upon some things that I shouldn't have acted on. And as a result of my actions and my behavior, I messed up on this. And see, God can take take that, you know, and he can easily fix that. That's not even an issue. It's just you got to make that decision. And once you do that, then things will start to happen. Then things will start to take place, right? And then God will present those resources of people that can give you that information, that can give you that, that push that you, are, that you need, right? To move forward, to elevate into that, into that next level in your business or in your ministry or what have you. The third thing about it's your time, it's your time to be consistent. Once you get yourself to move in, once you start activating on whatever God has told you to do, then you got to stay consistent. You got to keep going. This is the fourth quarter. This is, we have less than four months before this year expires. 
And you know, this is where it really starts to get down and dirty. Okay, it gets really, really serious. Call this like the the last quarter of the game. You know what I'm saying? Those of you who love football, you know how deep some of you are in football. You know how it is when that fourth quarter comes and your team is just barely getting by. (laughs) They finally got a score, but, you know, they got like three more touchdowns to go. And it's like less than eight minutes left on the the time clock. And you like, oh, Lord, this don't look good at all. (laughs) but you have seen it you have seen some teams man they come out of the wilderness real quick and they're like wait a wait a minute they just had seven points house and now they got 32 (laughs) right because they had to make some major changes they had to make some major shifts they don't take the same play out there on the field like they've done before they got to take a whole different different approach now because now they realize they don't have much time left. And they want to make it to the playoffs. Come through. Come on. Now, ladies, it's time for you to start thinking that way. You got to have a whole different strategy. You got to be consistent in what you do. You got to think differently now. You got you to gotta flow differently now, right? But you cannot quit. You cannot give up. Yeah, I know you may have lost some things. You may have lost some people. You may have lost a little money. Or whatever. You have invested in some things and it didn't turn out the way you thought. But that's okay though. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because that's when you have to rethink. You have to re-strategize. Right? You have to come up with a whole different uh, plan. Right? And that's what God does. He will give you a whole different strategy. He will help you through it. I'm telling you, he will help you through it, but you got to be the one to allow him to help you through it. You cannot continue to lean on your own understanding and think that your plan is going to work because <laughs> if it did, you wouldn't be where you are right now. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So why not allow him to intervene? Let him take over. Let him be your coach. Hello. Let him be your coach because he knows the, he knows the game. Oh, come through, come through. He knows the game. He knows what's going to happen before you even, before you even, you know, stand and say, hut, hut. He knows. Come through. He knows what the enemies are already planning, right? That's why we got to seek his kingdom first. That's why we got to consult with him every day. That's why we have to have the, you know, we have to have his word in us. So when we face the enemy, when he comes around us and start tempting us or start, you know, getting on our nerves to our family or friends or whatever, we know exactly how to handle it. We know what our defense is. You know what we need to do. We know what we need to say. And all those things. But you don't give up. I get it sometimes. You may get tired. You may get weak. You get overwhelmed. You get flustered. You get tired. You know, all that stuff. I get it. I get it. Trust me. I've been there, done that, y'all. But now, come through, come through. Even when you're tired, you still say, God, I trust you. I may not be shouting right now, but God, I still trust you. I may not clap right now, but God, I still trust you. I don't feel so good right now, Lord. I'm feeling crampy right now, God, and I don't know what's going on with my body, but God, I still trust you. You know what I'm saying? You got to say that out loud. Don't think it. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth because the enemy's in the atmosphere. Come through, come through. So you got to stay covered in, in his word. And you have to let the enemy know that devil, psh, you, you don't have me. You think you do, but you don't. Okay? Because I'm covered by the blood of the lamb. God said he, he will not, he will not, he will not let anything happen to me. Period. You know what I'm saying? 
He loves me so much that he got me. He got me. And you stand on that. If you, if you can't stand on anything else on this word, you stand on that, boo. For real, for real. And know without a shadow of a doubt, man, please, you go ahead and get you a lollipop, baby. And just put your leg up on the chain like, I got, God got me. God got me. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to drink myself a cup of tea. I'm going to go ahead and watch some old, old good time flicks or something. I ain't got time to be stressing myself. I ain't got time to be worried about anything else. You know what I mean? Because God got it. But I'm going to stay consistent to the game. I'm going to stay consistent to what God has given me the ability to do. I'm not giving up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And that's exactly how you got to think yourself to be as a winner. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah, you're going to come across some blows. You will come across some haters. You will come across some naysayers. You won't come across all of that, boo. But guess what? God says you already a champion. God already says you are victorious. So what you worrying about what everybody else is saying for? Mm? What you worrying about them? Don't, child please, they don't know you. <laughs> but God does. And what he sees in you. He sees that warrior. He sees greatness. He sees purpose. He sees victory. Come through, come through. You know what I'm saying? So you stand on that, beloved. It's your time. It's your time to shine. It's your time to sparkle. It's your time to dominate. It's your time, baby. It's your time. And don't let anyone or anything tell you otherwise. I hope this blessed you today, my beautiful sisters. I hope this truly inspired you. This is the second season first episode. I'm totally hyped as to what God has planned for this podcast of this 2019, 2020 year, because I'm just truly believing that this opportunities that God has for me through this podcast is going to open up so many opportunities, so many doors for me. Man, I've been thinking some stuff, man. I'm like, I just know God is going to are going to uh, bless me in a way that, you know, my voice is going to be heard all over the world. And he's going to put my name in somebody's ear. Somebody's going to listen to this podcast. And that person is going to be that open door opportunity for me. I don't know who that person is, but I just know that God got it all set up for me because I love what I do. This is a blessing for me. And here's a platform that God has said, well, here's something for you. Go ahead and make that move. And I took full advantage of it because I always said I want to have a platform where I could be amongst women and encourage and inspire and motivate and, and just really be a blessing to them. And I truly have been doing that. And I'm loving every minute of it. And so I know that there's a bigger scale. There's a bigger, there's bigger opportunities out there, you know, and I don't know how he has it set up because his ways is not my ways, of course, and my thoughts are not his thoughts, but I just know that my God is huge and I have to start thinking big stuff. And even when I think it, that doesn't mean that that's exactly how God has it planned out, you know, but I know he has it. I know he has it. So I'm excited. I'm totally excited. So listen, everybody, I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. I truly, truly appreciate you so, so very much. We're going to close with a prayer as usual. And I will definitely come back next week and we could continue on further talking about, you know, moving forward and staying consistent. It is your time to shine. So God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, God, for blessing us with a season two. Wow. 
I am so, so humbled and so thankful and so grateful for for you allowing me to have this platform to minister and to be a blessing and to be an encourager to all of those who listens to the sound of my voice. I pray that those who are listening right now, that they are truly inspired and that whatever that they are going through right now in this quarter of their life, that God, that you are, you are healing them right now and that they are open up to you and they are, you know, asking you for the help that they need so they can move activate and be consistent on that assignment that you have for them. God, thank you for continuing to support us and love us. Even when sometimes we don't love ourselves, even when we doubt ourselves, even when we don't have that confidence sometimes because of the situation that we're dealing with, because of that unexpected, unexpected hit or that blow that may sometimes knock us down on the ground and have us a little bit, you know, uh, you know, a little bit dizzy sometimes or whatever. But at the end of the day, though, Lord, we realize that you still kept us. You still covered us. You still carry us, Lord, and that you are our strength. You are our strength when we are weak and you still continue to feed us with your love and feed us with your with your grace and your mercy. So God, I just want to say thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you for the sisterhood. Thank you for what is to come. We give you praise this day in Jesus name. Amen.